Hey listeners, quick WLDL updates before we start the show. Uh, the grand finals of the We Like Dota League are going to be on February 27th at 3 p.m. Eastern over on twitch.tv slash Dota. Uh, we got a great cast of analysts assembled uh, and great casters for that matter, uh, you know, to guide you through the night. Yeah, uh, I'll hope I'll catch you there uh, again, February 27th, 3 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash Dota. All right, enjoy the show. Earth. Ember. Storm. Void. Only Aryan can master all four spirits and bring balance to the meta. We Like Dota is brought to you with the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Eel Raven, Ninja Scouts, Samson Magnuson, RX Cowbell, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Beamdar, Icebug, Spinguin, Titus Andromeda, Dank, Zynason, Dolly Kauschef, Paul Turner, Jeff Peterson, Kruger, Javier Lato Play, Wisp, Zeke, and Strawcat. If you'd like to join the list of patrons, head on over to WeLikeDota.com and follow the links to the Patreon. We Like Dota episode 328 starts now. Hello and welcome to We Like Dota episode 328. I'm once again, after a long hiatus of three weeks, uh, your host for this evening, A2K, and I'm joined by the one and only Charlene. Hi. Welcome back, Arian. We missed you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I want to say it's, I, I feel very fortunate to be able to just, you know, take three weeks off and uh, have the podcast continue as well as it did. Uh, <laughs> we got some great reviews. Uh, about the recent episodes that Jim edited. Yeah. People were very happy with him. Although I actually, uh, believe it or not, I had one person, uh, a big fan of the podcast, personally DM me and complain about Jim being <laughs> slow on the editing. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, but only one person complained oh. and a lot of people said that they liked the editing. Oh, okay. So I think overwhelmingly the sentiment is still in Jim's favor. Nice. Not, <laughs> not to make one person feel unheard but I'm glad that the general consensus um, hasn't, hasn't I guess, hurt our, our following, our reputation, something. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure we wouldn't have been ruined, even if Jim did a bit worse. But he didn't. He, he did very well, I guess. I have a confession. Um, I haven't listened to our podcast in just about a year. Just yeah, I mean, since neither. the pandemic. I mean, if you're in the episodes, like, why would you listen to it? <laughs> yeah. But I used to listen to them on my commute, and since the pandemic, I just don't listen to our podcast anymore. Mm. So I have no idea what Jim has, what what his delightful editing has been. I I listened to some of it. So last intro was very cool. It was like a, I want to stop in everybody's told. I'm not super familiar. It was either like a sporting event intro or like a game show intro. Ah, I think okay. it was more of a sporting event intro. Cute. Yeah, I'm not super familiar with that type. Uh, all right, speaking of introductions, yeah. I guess, uh, Charlene, what? how was your week in Dota? And how did it make you feel? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at it go. My week was by the way. terrible. <laughs> um, I mean, not terrible. It, it was still fun because uh, I got to battle it out for our chance at the coveted We Like Dota League 2020. <laughs> We're February 2021, folks. But um, mm. yeah, it was the lower bracket finals. Um, Mosaic made up against Marco's Angels. And this game has been delayed for just about like yeah, two weeks cool. because of scheduling difficulties. But we finally got to play and we got slobbered. Um, we, we just couldn't we handle... Yeah, we, we couldn't handle yeah. the the Juan Cena split push. Like his first game, he did Beastmaster, which Ooh, wasn't so much deal. the split push itself, but... Just the hawk vision. Laning was terrible because of the boar. I uh, I can't remember who we went. We went Morphling, I think. Um, 
Yeah, but the, the the boss outrange morphing. I'd imagine that being yeah pretty dirty. That one was rough. Also, that first game, Discord was being weird, and our captain got kicked off of Discord. So he was drafting oh, um, without really knowing, and he drafted me Shadow <laughs> Demon, and I'm not. I'm not a shadow demon player. Yeah, so I was like, you hero, is it? No, it's not. So I was like, okay, I guess my job is to, you know, try and disrupt Roar, but it was it was real hard. Um and then second game, we let the nature's prophet slip through. And I I feel like if it weren't for that pick, we actually had a handle of the game, but we just could not deal with the split push and the rat. It was No cleave, no battle fuse. Uh, I can't. I can't remember our cores. We went bristleback, um, coddle. Oh yeah. I but mean, like bristleback, bristleback can clear waves, but he doesn't do it very. Yeah, he can clear waves, but he can't deal with split push, right? He he doesn't want to be yeah. chasing people around. He wants to fight. So it was pretty tough. <laughs> but um, you know, uh, we we tip our hats to the better team. Uh, good luck next, Marco's Angels up against. Four elites plus squid minus squid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Finals of the finals week. coming soon. Finals soon. T like soon. Valve TM. I don't even want yeah, to say yeah. it to be like Dota Valve TM. Timing. It's yeah. Uh, I'm I'm embarrassed by how long this league has gone on. I guess to be fair, we started <laughs> it late because TI never happens, so yeah, we just kind yeah, of yeah. we started it very late. Yeah, and I mean. My rationale was like I wanted my team to be done before my uh, like exams, and that definitely worked out. Mm -hmm. Even though we got pretty far, if you think about, it. I mean, not that far, but we didn't get kicked off first or something like that. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So, what about you? My, my weekend Dota. I mean, I didn't really have a weekend Dota. I'm just gonna talk about the last three weeks <laughs> yeah. of Dota, I guess, combined. You Fair know? enough. So. Obviously, I was uh, studying for my exams mostly. Um, I actually deleted every PC game on my like PC oh, that I had serious. to not, you know, get distracted. Yeah. Uh, except Dota, though, because you know I played like maybe one or two games even per day. Like Dota was my main, you know, get your mind off it. Mm. And I played ranked through most of that, not really tryharding, because I didn't want to have long queue time, so I queued every role. So I played mostly like position 5 rank, mm -hmm. which it's pretty chill, you know. Uh, you don't have to do that much, I feel like, as a position 5 in my really low MMR. Mm -hmm. um, I played a lot of Shadow Shaman when I played position 5. Cool hero, would definitely recommend. He's like the king of the sable, so to say, and he pushes very fast. Yeah. And then the other thing I did when I had like mid games, which was pretty rare, is I played Bad Rider, um, but that was was before the patch. And man, I've been enjoying Bad Rider with the past three weeks. I'm a, you know, I'm a like I really like playing Bad Rider, obviously. So every he's... meta where it's like actually good, such as this one, um, I just play Bad Rider. Yeah. He farmed super well before this nerf. Mm -hmm. uh, now not so much anymore, but yeah, super fun to play and. You can really get in people's head with this hero. Yeah. Because it's so easily to like snowball once you have one kill in the mid lane and just like kill them two or three more times. And like I can't tell you how many rage buybacks I have farmed in the past three weeks <laughs> against like SF players uh, especially. I you know I think that SF players are like the most tiltable and toxic. And it's definitely true. Like every second time I played against an SF against a babe uh, against a, uh, with a bad rider. I probably made them like rage buyback almost every time. Yeah, so, yeah like uh, Batrider cool is hero. definitely uh, your kind of hero. He um, goes off like he he he's a tempo setter. Goes off and does pickoffs. Um, yeah, likes to go in. The only thing that kind of sucks is just how. Uh, I don't even know. No, never mind. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> Okay. No, he, um, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's I think one of his main problems is the scaling, uh, which these days it's not that bad anymore. I wouldn't say he's like a damage monster in the late game, but there's a lot of good items for him these days that mm -hmm. weren't in the game previously. Like Octarine Core, the new Octarine Core especially, it's amazing on him. Um, I go almost every time after BKB. Mm -hmm. um, Travels being really good right now also obviously benefits him a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then there's always the chance of getting like a spell prism, which means you have permanent firefly. Nice. 
uh, yeah, the last thing I did was Orgrimmit, but Orgrimmit. it's not good. Yeah, That's I don't want to talk about the, it too much. Yeah. Like, I thought it was going to be really good. I had some really good games with it, but overall, uh, I have a very negative win rate with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't... It, it's good in theory, because your W is amazing for zoning people, but it's only amazing once you have level 3 and 4, and at that point, it's not it's not that good anymore, in my opinion, yeah. at least. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of news to cover, so we probably shouldn't yeah. hang around in this Let's segment to for too long. <laughs> to read the future, I need all right, the first item on the news, Charlene. Um, you've seen the trailers, probably. Uh, I've seen it's been the a trailers. while since this announced, so I hope <laughs> everybody has seen the trailer. Um, Dota Dragon's Blood, a Dota 2 Netflix show, uh, premiering on Netflix on March 25th. So it's uh, very soon, actually. It's a, uh, you know, uh, like I'm I'm told it's not an actual anime because like it's not in Japanese and stuff like that but it's a like Japanese drawing style uh, made by a pretty pretty reputable uh, studio uh, I've been told uh, proud from another Dota 2 podcast uh, we had a little talk and he said like the studio is very good and he trusts them to make a good you know series um about DK and like he's the main character uh, and apparently it's a younger version and also in there, or at least what we could refer from the trailer, is Mirana, Luna, Invoker, and Lion, who I first thought he was Underlord, but turned out to be Lion. Um, Charlene, did you see this coming? No. <laughs> I, Me neither. I did not see this coming. The very first thought I had was, oh, okay, this is their new player experience. They're going to have just like an anime series on like cute lore background or something to kind of lure people in and and get them into like when when they had the teaser trailer um mm. i was like oh maybe this is valve's way of um trying to boost the the player base and introduce people to dota but then the actual trailer got released and it just looks like a story right like it, it using dota heroes um telling some kind of story yeah. so i'm not sure how much dota will be in there like I, I think the you know obviously the the pers people characters and like their background is there but it's not going to be very dota oriented which i i yeah, guess i, I mean, don't know i think if it, it depends on what you view as like the key of dota if you think like the law is the key of dota and you know as long as something mentions the law it isn't or if you're saying that if the story wants to you know be very true to told it also has well, to like, you know, kind here. of incorporate the mechanics of the game or something uh, i'll make an analogy for like pokemon right you had the anime series and you had a game that you played mm -hmm. but i would say the hype parts of the show or the anime series was the battles right you'd want to see ash go and battle this thing and catch a pokemon or go to the gym and how mm. he would fare and that's initially what I was thinking that this would be like, but it doesn't like, seem to be that way. Basically a series about the Battle of the Ancients. Kind of, yeah. Okay, okay. But it, uh, I mean, it's still kind of early. We still don't know if this is, you know, going to go in that direction. And they can't do that mm. at the start, so they have to lay down the foundation for things. But I guess in my own head, it would have, um, if they were actually going for something like that, it would be more centered on actual war and... Um, using key spells, but maybe it's more so the lore of how they got those yeah. spells, and it, it could still be in there. It's just not immediately obvious that it will be. I mean, I don't think it's going to be about the Battle of the Ancients, honestly, just because I think it's a pretty restricting, uh, restricting setting. Um, I mean, I have like a million thoughts about this. Uh, you yeah, give me your thoughts. Mentioned. I think first thing, like usually when stuff like this gets announced. <laughs> There's, you know, there's rumors, uh, you know, slithering around. Mm -hmm. uh, people know a bit in advance. But with this, I feel like it blindsided everybody. Like, nobody, I feel like, knew that this was happening. So I was pretty shocked. Uh, I'm surprised in a positive way, obviously, because it's very unlike Valve to do something like this. Um, and I'm also wondering if they approached Netflix with this idea or if they were approached or if it just, like 
some weird funny circumstances, you know, made this exist. But <laughs> I'm very happy. I think it's a really, really effective form of advertising, obviously. Um, they didn't only name it like Dragon's Blood, a Dota 2 story or something. They put like Dota uh, fat and center uh, in the title of the series. So true. this may just me being delusional and thinking that, you know, Valve did one good thing. Maybe they're going to do another good thing. But... I think there's at least a chance that they release some kind of like new player experience with this because it would be very opportune timing and it would also be very bad to not have something like that ready once actual new players come in because of this anime series, which um, I don't think like this is going to make Dota be the biggest game ever suddenly, but I think it's very, very uh, reasonable to expect uh, a like decent like small de to decent influx of new players because yeah. of this anime series. Actually, it makes me curious. Um, like, when The Witcher got released on Netflix, did that help people... Did that motivate people to want to go and play Witcher? Or is it just they're expanding their brand? I don't have any stats on this, but anecdotally from, like, people talking about Twitter and stuff that I've seen, uh, I think there was a certain, like, let's play Witcher again hype. Mm -hmm. But I don't have any stats to back this up. Yeah, because... Uh, Maybe we're too close-minded because we're we're on the side of Dota players, so we're just like, oh, how is this going to benefit us? But I can see from the side of Valve that they're like, okay, Dota as a game is fine. We could funnel resources into maintaining that player base, or we can just branch out our actual brand and go into, you know, we have all these great lore things and go into more of a, a cinematic entertainment realm that isn't just video game based. Yeah, I mean, I think for them, it's a lot about uh, just adding value to UIP and yeah. legitimizing the new game in a sense. Because I'm not sure how much money they're actually made making from the series, uh, yeah, like in total. I'm and I'm sure it's like a fraction of the amount that they make with Steam or even Dota, I'm just which saying... in, in itself makes a fraction of Steam money. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying it's possible they won't release a new player experience with this. I mean, this. <laughs> I think it's more likely that they don't yeah. uh, release a new player experience uh, with this. But the odds, I think, are maybe... I'd say like 35, 65, if I'm being optimistic, maybe. 35 odds of 35. releasing a... Yeah, releasing okay. a new play experience, 65, not releasing a new play experience. But something that I think is pretty likely to happen, actually, um, it seems like a really good opportunity to have, like, young DK as a persona for Dragon Knight. What do you think about that? I think it's it's been done, though, because you have Kid Invoker. <laughs> um, yeah, but, I mean, other people can be kids. And also, at that point, he's, like, a teenager, not a kid. True. I guess yeah, I, mean, I, I, I've never really thought enough about what I actually want out of a persona. So I, I shouldn't just say that that's not good. Yeah, like a young DK could be a thing. But isn't the the whole thing about DK that he's like had to fight these dragons and then and then he like got hurt by one or something and he can turn into this dragon? Like there's a reason why. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted to get in on this anyway. So it's good that you mentioned it. Yeah. Like DK's lore, it's a fairly unique... Uh, take on the like whole dragon killer story because you know his story is he's an experienced dragon killer and then he spends uh, long long years how, uh, like hunting down some elder dragon but mm -hmm. when he finds them the dragon's basically already dead because it's old and decrepit and he's like nah it's dishonorable to kill this and then the dragon is like wow this guy's you know such a nice guy even though he kills dragons uh, he didn't kill me um and then he's like, come here, and he pierces him with one of his, uh, like, claws. And, you know, their blood fuses, and then he's suddenly a dragon knight, mm. and not a dragon killer. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's a... Yeah, you can make that into a good series, some good twists. Yeah, made out of but, that. like, then it, I feel like it wouldn't make sense to have a young DK. Because you still... Because all of, like, Invoker... And I actually really like the Invoker persona, even though the actual, like... Um, 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 what's the word I want? Like, portrayal of it? I, the, the voice lines are annoying. But the idea, I really like. You know? How hmm. he's younger and he's in the moment of learning these things. So it still makes sense how that's a persona of Invoker. Like, but, um, the butcher for 
Pudge, I don't really get. And for AM, like, fine, you're you're turning it into like a another monk, so that that makes sense too. But I just feel like a young DK with the actual hero arc doesn't quite make sense. I mean, I think personas are kind of a way for them to you know do more out there cosmetics without like ruining the yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not bashing personas. That's why I think it's pretty likely. I'm just uh, yeah. Saying... I would love to have it. Like ideally, that would be like the most genius move to bring more players in. If you watched all the like, I mean, there's stuff with, like that with like Twitch drops, uh, so it's very easily. Uh, to like actually implement this. They should do it that if you watch all the eight uh, episodes on Netflix of the series, you get the DK skin in game. Uh, but obviously they're probably just gonna like sell it for $120. That's so expensive. It's so much easier just to buy like a one month trial or free trial of Netflix and then watch it and then get it yourself. Yeah, but I mean, they're not gonna do both. I think it's more likely oh, that they okay. just sell it for $120. Yeah instead of giving you that option. I guess. Obviously, <laughs> they, they won't do both. Um, Shine, do you think this is like a one-off thing? Or do you think they're going to make another like season? If this is like... No, so I'm hoping it becomes a thing. And I'm, I, I'm actually hoping that they branch out and kind of rebrand what Dota is. Because I think that will cre- actually create a, a like longevity to this. Because as yeah. a video game, I don't think... Um, a MOBA in this style will be sustainable. But if you, uh, I know I already mentioned yeah, Pokemon, but if you, if you follow Pokemon's route and branch out into all these different like, modes of, of things, then I can see it having, um, having more like growing deeper roots and actually f- thriving, flourishing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> For me, like, uh, I normally, like, almost never, like, bring up Dota to my family, but I, like, immediately uh, told my family that I want to watch this with them Mm -hmm. and a couple of my friends. So, I think maybe a lot of people are doing that right now. Yeah. I'd assume so, at least. Yeah, cool. Very uh, very excited. Hoping for this to be good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't disappoint me, please. Uh, I have fairly high hopes. (laughs) Uh, Cool. Next on the news... Uh, the DPC, the, especially the Europe, European DPC, uh, it's getting hot, Charlie. It's getting close. It's getting hot? Uh, yeah, yeah. Week five has just concluded. We have one team already won uh, the DPC League. That's Team Secret. Uh, they secured it this week. They're 6-0. and uh, They're for sure getting the first place, the money, the 500 DPC points, and the direct major playoff slot. And, I mean, looking at how they played... Uh, throughout all this obviously i was away for three weeks but i've still been following it pretty closely and secret they're looking like a tier zero team there's nobody who can touch them right now uh, obviously mm. and i don't think that's very debatable like nobody can argue with team secret being the best right now uh something that's pretty sad uh, is we also know already who's going to be relegated to the second division league charlene uh, and that's high coast esports where but then also, uh, rest in peace to my boys. Viking. Viking.gg. Mm. We lost them, Charlene. We lost. It's okay. They'll fight their way. Yeah, but it's crazy, <laughs> right? Because there's only two seasons uh, of these leagues as opposed to three. You know, like normal non-corona year. Mm-hmm. And Viking.gg, they're pretty much done. Like they, There's no way for them to get to the first division again in time to like get points. So... Through the DPC system, they can't uh, go to TI, pretty much assured. Um, there's still going to be, like, one regional qualifier, which they maybe win, but it's only one slot. So it's very hard for them to go to TI still. Oh, um, okay. So, yeah, there was some controversy about this whole thing. Um, like, even, like, the team yesterday that beat them, Tundra, like, the captain in his post-match interview kind of said how he thinks it's stupid that, you know, uh, there's no relegation matches uh, to like actually battle out between the divisions who gets to stay and who not because at this stage it's just like automatic relegation which i think has its merit uh, and then the whole panel was basically calling valve out for having a dumb system 
But obviously, I, I just thought that was really funny because, like, on other games broadcasts, that would never happen, and it would like get shut down immediately. But Valve doesn't even care if like <laughs> the broadcast talent flames their tournament, their own tournament, uh, during the broadcast. But I mean, obviously, I'm sad for Viking.gg. Uh, in my heart, I was a big Saturday fan, the vegan growth gamer, obviously. Mm -hmm. But realistically, um, what really hurt them, because they didn't like, they didn't play that bad. They beat Team Nygma and they beat OG. But what really ruined their chances was losing their series against High Coast Esports. Um, because that team, they were doing so poorly. If you just beat them and then have like one good upset, uh, you're probably not going to get relegated, which happened to every team. But losing to the team that everybody beats puts you in a very, very bad position mm, uh, yeah. when you math it out. Uh, so, yeah, that really ruined them. Because if they just win that honestly really easy series, uh, they wouldn't even be facing relegation with how well they did against Nygma and OG. So, yeah, um, very sad about Viking.gg. I suppose, I mean, I'm not assuming that Valve is going to change the rules. I'm not even sure if I'd be in favor of that because... Even though the rules should be different, changing them now is also kind of fair to the teams from the lower division that yeah. have like a guaranteed uh, spot in the upper division now, which yeah. I think uh, can have its merits as well. Because what we saw here is that the two teams, Wild and Orc, in the upper division, uh, they immediately almost found an Orc in the first like two weeks of the league starting. And if that also happens for the next two teams that are coming up, um, I think it will be very good for the scene uh, to just keep that going. Uh, that would, in my opinion, actually be a argument in, forced, uh, uh, in favor of uh, not forced relegation. Uh, forced relegation, never mind. Um, but yeah, it's it's not good right now, in my opinion. Womp. What about the other regions? So this is all EU. What about CIS, SEA? NA, do you oh, know oh. how those regions are doing? <laughs> I mean, I've not been following in NA that much. Apparently, EG lost to Quincy Crew, which everybody is freaking out about. <laughs> but, like, the the stakes in NA are much lower because top two make it to the major playoffs or major group stage. Mm -hmm. um, and that's probably still going to be EG and Quincy Crew. So, overall, yeah. it probably just means that EG has to play groups, which, you know... Uh, are, I think that's cool, you know, make them work for whatever placement they'll get. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. But yeah, the rest, like China, they're, they're like two or three weeks behind schedule. Like they're doing the best league for sure because they actually can have the players on site, but they took a break for Chinese New Year. So uh, China isn't like finished yet. Yeah. Okay. Oh, something else I wanted to argue, uh, talk about. OG, they're probably not making the major, Shalene. What? Because How the mighty have fallen. Wait, what? Looking at the score right now, they're three and three mm -hmm. alongside Team Liquid, Team Nigma, um, and yeah, that's a three-way tie. Uh, Team Nigma, their last series is against Heiko's Esports, which if they don't beat them, um, <laughs> they don't deserve to go to the major. Obviously, uh, the only other team that lost to Heiko's was Viking.gg, the other team that got relegated, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're probably going to win this, most likely, which means they'll be 4-3. Liquid Alliance is really tough because Liquid is looking really good, but Alliance has been looking really good even before Liquid looked good. So yeah. that's a toss-up. But OG Secret, uh, I don't know. I feel like OG is just going to get stomped. And that means OG will be 3-4 and four at the end, which means they have like no shot of making it to the major. No. Uh-oh. Yeah. Are they I playing mean, with their full roster right now? OG? Yes, okay. but that's not the TI-9 roster, if you're thinking of them. But currently, they're not using standards. But they've been changing a lot of players around, obviously. Okay. Hmm. How exciting. Okay. Yeah, I uh, we'll... I'm hyped for the major. One month. Yeah, we'll keep seeing where that goes. Cool. Um, Last item on the news, Charlie. Patch 7.28C. Uh, good patch, in my patch. Yeah. Yeah, little mini patch, but uh, you know, it's very small patch, but it, it hit the mark. I think it needed what it 
what it needed to do. It was you know, entirely it, it, nerfs, right? Or like ba- yeah. balancing nerfs. There are no well buffs. targeted. Yes, well, yeah, yeah. well targeted. So yeah, uh, probably biggest item here. I'm not the biggest, but Bat Rider is like not a core anymore. Just with one change, right? Like they made Napalm do fifty percent less damage on creeps in general. So before when this patch came out. Napalm suddenly did full damage to anything, which means you could just, like, demolish ancient stacks. Yes. And I, I will say it was stupid how yeah, it, well it made you could no do sense. ancient stacks. Then they made it do 50% damage to ancient stacks, but not full damage to the rest of the creep pool, which means Batrider, he was still a very good farmer. Um, like, even if your lane didn't go well, you could farm very quickly and very efficiently. Mm-hmm. Now... I don't know, man. This seems super hard. Like, Batrider was good, but he wasn't, like, oppressively good, you know? So, this... I don't know how this hero is a viable mid with this change, honestly. It, it seems very overdone, in my opinion. Mm, okay. I mean, he's you still... Don't... Do you think he's still a viable offlaner? Uh, yeah, I think more so than a mid, but even as an offlaner... Like, the meta on him before this nerf was very farm-heavy. Because to your point um, earlier, he doesn't really scale. And what I was going to say that I didn't end up saying is, uh, even though he's a very A2K-esque hero where he wants to go in, uh, there's a certain point in the game where he then always needs a plus one or a plus two to do that effectively. So, I mean, maybe... Maybe it's actually good that um, there's this nerf because it'll take him away from being mid. Because I, I, I think it's kind of a wasted lane on him. Like, it's good if you want to set that tempo and win within 30 minutes or something like that. Right? Uh, I mean, I don't <laughs> think any nerf can be interpreted in a good way because even if it encourages, like, better play... You could just still have, like, farm faster when you're farming, and then when you would do it in a, like, bad spot or where it didn't make sense, you just don't farm and you keep the 50% more damage on creeps. But, yeah, I guess it could encourage a different play style. Um, But for mid, at least, I think this just totally ruins things. Because, like, Napalm, it it got, like, they, they made this hero scale way better when he used to. Uh, than he used to, right? Like, Batrider used to have no scaling, but now he has uh, some good, like, cooldown reduction options, and especially the two charges on his W at level 20 helped him a lot, because that's actually a really big amount of damage. But what he had to pay for this better scaling is that Sticky Napalm was nerfed a lot at the early level. So it's like 6 and 12 now. And before, at level 3, you could farm very efficiently. Now you need, like around 10 seconds or something to just kill like a normal creep uh so yeah, the ner- the nerf uh i'm not feeling it it's it's very heavy weighing <laughs> down on me okay. on me and my bed go back to your boy storm yeah i probably will i think comparatively storm because some storm counters were nerfed in this patch and uh storm seems better and better here uh all right something else that was nerfed here uh earthshaker Fisher shard aftershock replication now stuns for half the duration. Yeah. Uh, also, pretty giant nerf, isn't it? Um. Yes, and like, is it also a kind of a nerf to morphling? Because <laughs> I feel like morphling was the better earthshaker, and when I saw this, I immediately just thought of morphling. Yeah, I mean. Morphling, I guess it's I know also it's so buff niche. to Earthshaker, super though, right? Niche, but if you look, if you look at it, like, no, I think it's more nerf to Morphling actually than to Earthshaker, because actually did Morphling buy shard? No, like, didn't mm, wasn't is... the thing that it would happen without? Like he he would. No, I think Morphling to... would still need the shard to pull that off. I can't quite remember, or is that Rubik that I'm thinking of? There was some interaction that was kind of weird. Oh, it happens. This happens. Uh, let's move on. Okay. I, I, again, I think Anyways, this you know, yeah. this thing, it's it's a giant nerf. Same with the bad radio. Like I think it was definitely really good and deserved the nerf, but just cutting these two factors by half seems very harsh. 
because besides that, these heroes didn't have a lot going for them so far. So I don't know. Maybe it should be like 75% of that or something. But then again, maybe it was more broken than I realized. Uh, keep off the light. Recall delay increased a bit. So you can't just like uh, join heroes from everywhere instantly. Have them avoid a gank. Small nerf, but Kotl is still probably very good. Uh, Nyx Assassin. Oh boy. Uh, Vendetta no longer applies break. Mm-hmm. And Vendetta cooldown increased from 90-70-50 to 90-75-60. So even at the latest level, 10% cooldown nerf and Vendetta and the like not doing break, that's a giant nerf, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I like, not giant. I actually think this one is, well, kind of... Uh, uh, yeah, completely remo- removing break is kind of sad. I wonder yeah. if they could have put it into a talent somehow. Yeah. I agree that uh, like there's way too much break in the game right now. It used to be like a niche mechanic, mm-hmm. and nowadays like every everything just breaks you. Um, they should take it away from Viper. I was and just give gonna it, say, like, like Dude, <laughs> the one hero that does not need it is Viper. I exactly hate Viper so much. Like, sorry, Nyx- Jim. <laughs> His ulti, it's not like it's it feels like a legacy spell. Do you know what I mean? Like all these spells to these fancy things these days with every new hero mm-hmm. that comes out. And Nick it all Nick's is almost feels like a like relic from Dota One. Like you get Invis, but it's like a giant cooldown uh, that's super long. And like most other heroes have like, I don't know, 10 second cooldown on the Invis and it's not, it's not even old. And the okay. damage, like, it's really bad in the late game. Now it's a longer cooldown and you don't even get break. Like, I don't know. Seems seems very, seems very big. Um, yeah. Also, OD nerf. Uh, his base stats were nerfed by removing 25, uh, 25 movement speed. 5 movement speed, not 20 movement speed. And one base armor. Uh, good riddance. The zero had, like, stupidly good base stats for no reason. Uh then also arcane orb cooldown increased from four three two zero to six four two zero, so way worse harass at the first level, which was like a really good value point for harassing. And then astral imprisonment mana cost increased from one twenty to one fifty. Um, fairly minor nerfs, right? Especially since the meteor hammer combo can still be done exactly as well, because meteor hammer was nerfed. Yeah, but I think it kind of takes away the um, the fact that he could be played in any role. Like, I was seeing five, uh, five ODs, position five OD. Which and you I think, think that's not good anymore? I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense, because I think position five ODs was playing off those, like, ridiculous base stats a lot yeah. more than, like, core OD. Yeah, like, I'm okay once... It's not just like, you know, good Pick no matter what. Yeah, like yeah, ubiquitously good. So it seemed, I, I think I'm, I'm okay to see where this goes and if this brings him to a better balanced spot. Hmm. Uh, also in this patch, minor puck nerfs, uh, fairly minor though. Mm-hmm. Seems like Ice Frog thinks puck is balanced right now. But then, Charlene. The big one. Don't forget him. Ricky. <laughs> Tricks of the Trade Scepter no longer increases duration. So that's actually pretty big because it increased it from four attacks to six attacks, which is way longer. Mm -hmm. Um, I I am not proud to say that my bay has been a Ricky spammer in turbo, uh, uh, going Battle Fury, Ags, Double Daedalus, and now now that Ags is taken away. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) and then also what they did is level 25 talents, minus six second tricks of the trade cooldown to minus four seconds. So before, with an arcane blink and octarine and an axe, Mm -hmm. Ricky had infinite uptime uh, on his E. And (laughs) now with this, I think with all those items, he has like two thirds uptime at most, if I'm correct. No, I... I don't think even that. Yeah, f- like 50% uptime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something around that. Yeah, yeah. it's just so, stupid how slippery he was. Yeah, yeah. Or is? I mean, he's still slippery. He's just less so. Less so, exactly. I mean, yeah. I still think it's, like, good. The damage is definitely still there. But right. 
overall, I think like I was fine with them going the duration. My biggest wish was that was them removing the like double attack during tricks of the trade that Ax yeah. still gives you. Um, but yeah, he's going to be a lot worse. I think we're going to see him a lot less. Good riddance. <laughs> you know the, those toxic Ricky pickers. They had their fun. Now it's uh, time to get back to real Dota. Yeah. Uh, cool. Shadow Shaman. He isn't here. I mean, he has like some minor stuff that's not really worth talking about, but I'm just seeing Shadow Shaman and I want to complain about something with this hero. <laughs> uh, at level 10, he gets a 140 shackles total damage talent, right? And I've, playing a f I've been playing a fair bit of Shadow Shaman during the past like three weeks. Uh, the amount of times that I've skilled this talent, assuming it like gives me really more damage on Ether Shock, which is his Q, and then realizing that it's like the most useful talent, that uh, the most useless talent is actually like immeasurable. Every time I play the zero, I just uh, click the wrong talent because of this. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. I, sorry, I just want to mention it. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Sure. Let's move on to hero of the week. You're tougher than I thought. Hello. Have a cookie. Meepo. More meepo. I love you guys. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. All right. The hero of the week for this week is the, I'd say, second main character of the upcoming Dota 2 anime, uh, Moon Princess, very, you know, moon-focused hero. It's Mirana, Shalene. Yeah. Potom, Princess of the Moon. Yeah, one of your favorite heroes, isn't one it? One of my favorite heroes. I wow. I actually went on a Marana spree last night. I played three turbo games with her. That's a lot of games? Yeah, I, I just like the hero. Tell me about it. Uh, okay. Tell me about uh, the, its abilities, and I'll tell you about the lore afterwards. Sure. So Marana is a ranged, agi, uh, flex hero, I would say. Um, can be played as support but can also farm her uh kit is based around i want uh her w so i'm gonna start with that <laughs> so her w is called uh sacred arrow it is a long range um linearly traveling arrow that will either instantly kill any creep that it collides with or it will do proportional amount of um, damage and stun to an enemy hero so does it kill ancient creeps no so okay. uh sorry just just like neutral camp creeps hmm. um Wait, if the arrow collides with a unit which is not a hero ancient creep oh not a hero okay uh what was I? Um, oh, so the stun can get up to five seconds. So it's one of the longer, if not longest, stuns. Yeah, one of the longest for sure. Yeah, I think potentially longest because um, it, it also has a minimum stun duration of yeah. point, point oh the one longest, seconds. The longest no talent stun for sure. I think DK's with the talent is a slight bit longer, but okay, without the talent for sure. Um. But yeah, so it's just incredibly annoying to play around because um, good Marana players, not not saying that I am one by any means, but you good are. Marana, don't, I'm, I'm really not. Good Marana players can really leverage the arrow to either pigeonhole you into getting stunned or forcing you to walk away that you don't necessarily want to walk. And mm. um, it's, it's kind of akin to hook, uh, pudge hook in a lot of ways. But it's nice because it has that extra farming capability for her. Um, minor note, but it does provide lingering flying vision. Uh, so if you kind of want to check Roche, you know, it gives you just like a couple of seconds of extra vision in that area. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fun spell. Um, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. It's <laughs> exactly. one of those. <laughs> And um, the reason I say her kit is based around it is because um, her Q is called Star Storm 
even though she has the voice line Starfall. Starfall. <laughs> Every time. Starfall. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Starstorm um, has a, a small AOE around her. I think it's 650. Yeah. Main yep. radius is 650. Calls down a meteor, wave of meteors to damage nearby units. And they will do... Um, there's like one extra one that falls after that. That does uh, 75% of the damage, but it's just a nice nuke. If you have the unit stunned, you can kind of guarantee that that second hit will be on that unit because it's mm -hmm. based on whichever one is closest to you. So um, it's kind of a nice, uh, you know, like nuke to, <laughs> to throw out there. Um, and you can kind of guarantee these with her E spell, Leap. So Leap is a charge-based um, spell in which Marana will leap forward in the direction that she's facing. She gets a move speed as well as an attack speed bonus after her leap. But it's a nice mobility spell as well as, um, again, high-level play. You can use it to hide your arrow <laughs> and, um, you, like... A great way is to shoot your arrow, leap forward, and just auto-attack because the arrow will be traveling in the same direction as mm -hmm. your auto-attacks, and it can be hidden with them. Or just the arrow itself is hidden by your body. Um, but the leap allows you to, you know, hopefully follow up on that landed arrow into a star, star storm. And uh, right now, there... Or the, this... The leap spell has been changed in the past. It was kind of a an ally buff to attack speed, and it wasn't charge based. But now it's just for her. But it grants it grants great mobility because she gets three uses of yeah. it. Also, a lot of attack speed these days. Yeah, a decent like... amount of attack speed, and she actually has a couple of talent talent yeah. choices. One hundred seventy five with to. the talent. That's pretty good. Yep. 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 Um, okay, and then her ulti is Moonlight Shadow. So this grants the entire team invisibility. It's incredibly annoying because, um, you know, you can only carry so much detection. And if the entire team is made invisible, if you have dust, it, it sucks if you use it on just like a couple of yeah. team members. So you need multiple allies of yours to have dust um sentries are a limited i can't even resource. get one of my allies to have dust <laughs> yeah um but sentries are <clears throat> a limited resource so you can't have them all over the map so it's just really annoying to have to play against um so and it's a nice kind of easy spell to execute there is a fade delay but it's um, relatively straightforward in terms of using it to either coordinate ganks or to try and disengage. Mm. So, yeah, I, I really enjoy her. I think my love of it mainly comes from Arrow. I, I don't like Pudge because he's a melee hero, so I think this is really the <laughs> female ranged equivalent. It has nothing to do with the fact that she's a female. It's just the ranged mm. equivalent of Hook, which is... Uh, you know, you get that rush of endorphin when you land that spell. <laughs> True. Um, what build uh, these days is viable? Because from what I've been seeing, I played this in the core a bit, and mm -hmm. there's like two paths. Either you go axe and build for arrow, right? Yeah. Or you go the axe shard and you build for carry. And this axe shard, we haven't talked about, it's oh, really no, good. So like this leap spell, it gives you for three seconds... Uh, 2.5 seconds actually um a giant attack speed bonus at level 15 you're going to take the leap attack speed almost every time which means leap gives you 175 attack speed for 2.5 seconds so really really good for just like bursting a hero down from one to zero um and then your axe enhances this buff by giving you a 1.5x critical strike uh bound with the attack speed bonus that you get from leap as well so Shard. that damage output i tried it in a couple of games it's actually insane like it is just a desolator and you're like at level 15 you hit as hard as like a uh, carry shot at level 25 basically that's how much damage it does yeah 
Um, so, I'll, I mean, I don't play her as a core. I play her as a support slash roamer. So I, I tend to go with the arrow build. I'll get Gleipnir now um, just because she mm. always, as a core, she likes getting Maelstrom. And as a support, she likes getting Atos. So having an item that builds from yeah. both of those is like the dream. Uh, but even then with the like the arrow build, um, getting Aghanim Scepter is still pretty cool. That I, I don't know if you mentioned it, but what that does is, is on the arrow... Um, wherever it lands, it will proc a star storm, um, a little mini star storm around the AOE of, of the arrow. So you get just like a free um, free star storm on who you wanted to hit anyway, and then yeah. you can leap in and follow up with your second star storm. Also good for like pushing waves from far away. Yes, yeah. Yeah, oh, cool. so oh. all around fun hero. Uh, one of my favorite voice lines of hers is the sassy, you have learned nothing. Yeah. <laughs> she has such an awkward accent. It's, it's a weird, I, I can't quite place She's, it. She has a very dramatic voice acting. I think yeah. that's how I put it. Yeah, awkward isn't the right word. Yeah. Dramatic, I like yeah. that more. All right, speaking of, you know, her voice acting, yes. the lore, Charlene. Are you yes. ready for the lore? I'm ready Honestly, for the lore. Honestly, Mirana's lore, it's so bad. It's like... <laughs> One of the worst laws in Dota. It's right? no so Dragon Knight. She's a follower of Selimene, right? Which is the same, like, moon goddess that Luna uh, follows as well. And, you know, she's a servant of her. And how this came to be, the law is literally... So she was, like, born as the daughter of a family that's very intertwined with the sun god. Mm -hmm. And so she was, like, a sun princess, basically. And then one day she was like, yo... I don't want to be a sun princess anymore. I want to be a moon princess. And then she did exactly that, and now she's Mirana. <laughs> That's a law. Wow. She she set her heart on on something and went against her family and achieved it. Yeah, yeah. Very inspiring. Very inspiring. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That, very it, inspiring, not as... but not very inspired. Yeah, it's not it's not quite like some of the other heroes who have like toward the past <laughs> and like really complex yeah, yeah relationships and things you know she did what okay. she wanted to do uh all right cool last segment noobs as noobs coming right up yeah holy shit if you want peace you must prepare for war if you want war you must also prepare for war the lesson is always prepare for war <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> First question by Luther. You have the power to partly or totally rework any hero in Dota. Who would it be and what would you rework about him? That's a good question. I would probably rework Tree and Protector because his concept doesn't seem as thought out to me and AOE root seems like a unimaginative ulti for what you can do with like a tree spirit type of hero like i would think it would be cooler if his ulti was maybe like a defensive oracle type thing or something like that would be more fitting to the like you know magic healing tree stuff like that i disagree he's a <gasps> tree of course he would root <laughs> yeah but <sighs> i guess that's I guess. why it's unimaginative but, yeah Exactly. It's yeah. like... Mm, not, um, not very good. Jim's not here, so I'm going to attack Viper. Yeah. I mean, I... You can also attack Jim if you want. for playing Viper. <laughs> So, Viper... I, I have a history with Viper, because Viper is actually the very first hero that I ever played. Mm. And... All yeah, went downhill from there. It all went downhill from there. I, I just think his kit is so boring. Um, I like actually nether toxin the fact that they introduced you know something a little bit different but the fact that it's still just kind of a dot <laughs> with everything else um so i would like either his ulti to be changed instead of viper strike also that name right it's just it's, yeah. it's dumb that that's uninspired hulk viper smash strike. viper strike yeah uh, <laughs> So if I were to redo Viper, he was 
he was the the prisoner of Pugna, right? Mm. So maybe um, something that uh, like shows how he would have escaped and like bro- broken out from his shackles of being a prisoner. Make that Ooh. his ulti. You know how he really escaped, right? Though. How? He killed Pugna. Oh. Did he? Yeah. Oh. That's dumb. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I I am not up on the lore, but I just if I were to change Viper, I think you know his Q is so definitive of who he is, and there aren't that many um, orb walkers anymore, so he can keep yeah. that. Nether toxin, I think, is fine. Corrosive skin can maybe be changed, but if there's anything, I would definitely change. It would be ulti into something that maybe instead just like makes him. I like tanky his ulti. Or it's fun with eggs. But his, they should change his Q, I think. I, yeah, his, his I guess one awesome. or the other. Um, his, his Q makes him super annoying to, uh, in lane, and I've been fighting up against these off-lane vipers, and it's... Blech. 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 Disgusting. Cool. Um, next question by Dora Le Destroyer, uh, as Jim likes to say. When Disney fires Baby Yoda for posting racial slurs against both fans, uh, who will replace him as Alibot's avatar? Mm. I would like to have me as Alibot's avatar. I unfortunately don't know Ali well enough, but I do have this inkling that Ali likes shows. Because <laughs> <true>. I'm. <laughs> I think that's so actually between true. the baby Yoda and I remember like lots of discussion lots of heated discussion from Ali on Avatar. I wonder if um maybe maybe it'd be hilarious to have an avatar as the avatar. But not not the avatar. Maybe like Korra as an avatar or So or like Roku. a avatar. Yeah, Roku? not not Aang. Roku was the fire avatar before Aang. Ooh, very interesting. Yeah, I've never actually finished the series, I think. Mm. But I feel like going with Aang is too mainstream. Yeah, yeah. So we're, I, we're not a mainstream podcast, obviously. Ali's not a mainstream. Ali's, <laughs> Ali's unique. Ali, but I, I, maybe this is just me, but I think the pun of an avatar for an avatar is great. Yeah, uh, good one, Shalene. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, next question. Uh, by Yield Raven. Is giving up when the enemy is ahead and kills levels and re- remaining structures a reportable offense? No. Oh, no, I don't think so. Especially when the team oh, is like, sorry. already sitting in sorry, place. Sorry, sorry. I, I, I'm misthinking of this question. Yes. Yes, it is. You think, I think so? what I do. I think what makes Dota Dota is Man, the fact that, that there's I... always that chance. Yeah... But I mean, I don't know. okay, not it's not reportable. It's just disappointing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think it's reportable. It's like, not okay. If the team's already done and like you basically already lost. Like yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I do this like if you play a lot of ranked games, you're gonna have games like these where you know the whole teams just decides to sit in base at like minute fifteen or twenty because it's yeah. basically already over. Um, not yeah, it's not, so, reportable, not reportable. But at the same time, I just don't want it to turn into league, right? Where you vote to yeah yeah, the game. yeah i i wouldn't like a surrender vote or there's so, always like. that chance so True. Uh, i think the like thing that makes this reportable or not reportable is honestly if the afking is being done with the consent of the rest of the team because okay. if somebody still wants to try like if your whole team wants to try for people and you're the one just sitting in base because you're tilted obviously that's reportable um <laughs> but if everybody's already given up then yeah I don't, I don't see an issue with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next question from that Shadi. So I watched Akira, no clue what that is, uh, about 25 years ago. What does a 40-year-old father of two need to watch to get up to speed with modern anime? I'm not the one to ask this question because yeah, I don't I mean, really I watch it. <laughs> I don't know anything about anime. Um, um, I would say you don't need anything to get up to speed to watching anime. Because yeah. anime yeah. is just a style. I don't think you necessarily exactly. need... You're expert in this anime already because you're expert on Dollar 2, presumably. Yeah, true, true, true. 
Uh, next question by Uncle Burn. Can we read this question? Or is it too offensive, Shalin? I don't understand the question. Was anime a byproduct of nukes? I don't... I don't understand. I do understand, but... Yeah, let, let, let's skip this one. Okay. Um, I'm... Ne <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay so the connotation is Oh, that... is it like World War II? No, basically oh. it's like what this wants to say is like basically like World War Three. So the Japanese are very angry and sad about, uh, you know, getting nuked by the Americans, which was oh, obviously... Oh, no, World yeah, World, World War Two, not And three. then they, yeah, yeah. No, but what anime supposedly is, is like a new form of warfare where they, you know, basically ruin American culture with anime as a revenge for oh. being nude. That's what this question is getting at. I see. Sorry for making you stay within this question due to my ignorance. No, uh, I mean, we, we can just move on. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just out anyway. Okay. Um, last question by Mr. Fancy Pants. Now that Dota is getting an anime... What an improvement to the new player experience. <laughs> it opens up a whole new realm for crossover potential. What anime character would you like to see as a Dota hero? What are their abilities and what roles do they play? How does their overly dramatic backstory draw them into the battle between the ancients? And bonus question, what famous anime costumes object would you like to see turned into cosmetics for current hero? Well, that's a big question. So I only ever like really watched and get got into one anime. I read the like or wouldn't I didn't watch the series, but I read all the original like Dragon Ball mangas when they came out. Uh, mm. So Goku in Dota would obviously be very cool. Um, I think Kamehameha would probably be his cue. You know, it's his most <laughs> iconic thing spell. His next spell would probably be something about him eating a lot. You know, because that's actually one of his like alien superpower traits um his three maybe a buff for teammates because you know he's a big team player and then obviously his ulti would be going super saiyan and maybe if they want to go wild that like how trolls uh q does maybe like changes some details about how his spells works that would be a pretty cool concept uh, i have i have an idea it is right. the only anime i've ever watched well, is it only because there's argument on no Pokemon's on it. Never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, have not? you seen Death Note? Uh, no. Okay, I've so started the shitty live action Death Note movie and stopped really quickly because it was the, really bad. The core premise of Death Note is that um, there's a book that you can write into, and whatever name you put in, that person will die. They should implement that one to one in Dota. Still yeah. better gameplay than Techies. I think it'd be so cool if you have um, maybe maybe a, a Japanese god or like god of death. Uh, what's his name? Ryu, I think. Anyways, um, if you have them and maybe the ulti is that they can put a hex or a target on someone on the enemy team, they'll know that they have this hex or target and they have a timer for um, if they don't complete a kill in that time, they're going to die. Oh, that sounds. Oh, that sounds bad. Shall I we? I love it. I think that'd be so cool. Okay, so so what time are we talking here? Like they have so at rank one they have maybe like two minutes or something to kill someone. Rank mm -hmm. two it's like a minute. Rank three it's forty five seconds. I don't know thirty seconds. So is it global? Yeah, oh. like they can just write the name of this person, and un unless they kill someone in a set amount of time, they're they're going to die. Okay, so what's the cooldown of the spell? I I two minutes, one minute, forty five oh seconds. God. It sounds so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I don't know, I, man. I mean, I'm sure they'd be balancing around it, but I think that'd be an incredible. But how can cool you spell. balance it though, right? Because if they have to kill a hero, like mm -hmm. at minute like forty five, you're just gonna put this on the enemy safe laner. And then everybody just literally hand, like stays in their base for 30 seconds and he's just oh. dead. So good. <laughs> I mean, like, it makes I, sense with stuff or, like X, right? you know because what would X be cool? The next level play could be, um, it, like, the ultimate counter is Lotus Orb. <laughs> and your team would just have to kind of predict that and... 
put sure. put that on the sure. person because um, it's global. You wouldn't know that they're gonna cast it. It probably also have a long cooldown. Yeah, still so maybe seems like not like a super three minute solution. cooldown. Okay, I'm I, glad you're not in charge of the. <laughs> It's only because Fancy Pants inspired me to think about anime yeah, characters and things. Yeah, it's 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 his fault. Cool. Um. All right. Well, I think that's that for this week's show. Charlene, thank you for joining me. Um, it's been a pleasure returning again to Relay. Like oh, we're so uh, happy to have you back. You oh, have one more you, exam Charlene. though, right? Yeah, but it's it's in a month. I got time to okay. learn for that. Even though it's nice. like the one I'm f- like by far the worst prepared for. You got one month. Yeah, one month is enough. Nice, cool. nice. All right, see you next week, guys. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye.